0: To CodyCast. This, this is Cody, Cody Allen's, Allen's podcast. So excited to have you here because so I love you already.
1: Well, thanks, Dave. Seriously, I, um,
0: <laughs> the music is so freaking good.
1: Thank you. I mean, that means a
0: lot. Maybe you hear that a
1: lot. Well, it really uh, does it never does mean gets old. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. You come in a tiny package. I don't know that I
0: expected you to be <laughs> I come like what? In a tiny I mean, big voice, right? <laughs> Uh, a little bit like maybe uh, Marin to me, oh, where cool, you yeah Marin yeah. walks in, and she's just a little you know she, what nugget a powerhouse, yeah, man. but a powerhouse she's so voice. Good.
1: Well, thanks.
0: So um, congratulations on the project and everything. You actually are from Canada.
1: I am. Yeah. It took
0: you 45 hours to drive here today, just, just so down the
1: street, just down the street. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually
0: a true story. When you came to Nashville, you drove 45 hours to get here. Was it? Not, it wasn't nonstop. You stopped along
1: the way. Well, we just stopped to sleep. That was it. Wow. But My dad helped me make the drive, and I had been making. Trips to Nashville as much as my parents would let me. School prior to that, yeah, and uh, and then the time came to make the move, and we loaded up the truck, and he helped me make the drive. We did it in like four days, and from and where in Canada? Grand Prairie, Alberta.
0: Okay, it's about tell me where that five is that
1: hours north of Edmonton, mid middle of am I right? Yeah, middle okay. and west, all right, and really, really, really far up north. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much by the North <laughs> <Wow>. Pole. <laughs> All right, so being there,
0: like, when did you first hear country music?
1: Country music is a big part up there. It's it's amazing how many people relate and connect to it. You know, it's the family values, the hardworking farmers, and it's just it's a big piece of our identity for sure. I grew up listening to it on the radio, sitting in the back seat. Listening to all kinds of records with my parents and grandparents, and yeah.
0: yeah. How does it feel to have the number one song in (laughs) Canada right now? Thank you. I mean, seriously. It's crazy. Somebody's daughter's already there.
1: It's already there. And what was so special is that it happened while we were there. So we, um, out on the Burning Man tour with Dirk (laughs) Bentley and John Party, we... We were crossing literally through home on the day that it had happened. So I got to, like, hug my parents in the dressing room and be like, guys, at, like, 10 o'clock tonight, <laughs> I think this might be happening. <laughs> so,
0: uh, how surreal. Pretty crazy. It That's was so awesome.
1: surreal. Yeah.
0: How old were you uh, when you moved to Nashville? And what, what age?
1: So I was just about to turn 19. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yes.
0: Wow. How did you convince your mom and dad that that was the right thing to do? Or did you have to?
1: You know what? They have been very supportive of this adventure. I had to convince them that I wasn't going to college, that instead I was going to do this crazy music dream and once i like presented my plan of how i was going to like go play i played a school tour up in canada and my dad's a big outliers guy so 10,000 hours i was like i got to get my my 10,000 hours driving across book. yeah yes. it's a great book so so good and so that was my pitch and and then they were like okay we hear you and they've been you know, so supportive of this. So they they were excited that Nashville is a part they love it here too. It's fun to come visit.
0: How many of the ten thousand hours had you acquired at nineteen?
1: Uh well four. S- I've actually four yes. hours. I oh. don't know if I had quite quite reached it there, but <laughs> yeah. um but still working away at it and yeah.
0: Yeah. So you heard country music growing up. When was the first time you thought I'd like to sing country music?
1: So I grew up singing around the house. I sang I mean, I sang along to the radio all the time. Yeah. I sang the anthem at our local hockey games when the jersey hung way past my knees, and I'd <laughs> sing at all kinds of different local events as uh-huh. much as I could. And
0: at I, age nine, you sang with Shania. I
1: did yes, <laughs> that was a crazy moment.
0: Tell me that story. <laughs> How did that happen?
1: Okay, so diehard Shania Twain fan my whole life, and knew all the words, just like same huge fan. Well, good, good, good. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I found out it was—I think it was a birthday present. Christmas that we got these tickets Mm -hmm. and I mean a bunch of my family went they were all way up in the nosebleeds but my Nana and I had two seats in the second row and so I had asked my mom to make me a costume and so right before we left to drive it's a five-hour drive to go see this concert Mm -hmm. and the glue gun (laughs) of the costume like drew, drew Um, dried on our drive to (laughs) which was awesome so the costume looked like the Miami concert with the yellow (laughs) ponytail on top of my head and I had the uh, uh, a sign that said Shania can I please sing with you Mm. and the security guard let me stand right up by the stage and she came around you know an hour or so into the show and reached out her hand and I got to walk around the stage with her i like threw the sign and Mm. we ended on like the third tier of her stage and i'll just never forget standing there next to my hero and Uh next to this like black curtain of the lights of (laughs) eighteen thousand screaming people i was like this is it this is what i want to do for the rest of my life that's awesome yeah that was a pretty wild moment what was the song the song we sang together was what a way to want to be off of the up record and then she asked me to sing a song by myself and i was like okay and so i sang a chorus of honey i'm home to this entire massive edmonton arena Mm. and it just lit a fire in me so very much i'll never forget it
0: have you seen shania since
1: so we actually crossed paths at we were both at this billboard event um i guess that was last year and Mm. i was standing at the back of the room she was giving an award in this kind of like small hotel room and i was like I'm in the same room as Shania Twain and I didn't even sneak in. Like I'm sub- I was invited to be here. <laughs> like, this is right. crazy. And then I got introduced and I mean, I had a hard time saying any words at all. I was just, it's like, what do you say to somebody right. who's been so instrumental? I just said, thank you. And, uh, the person who introduced me helped tell some of the story, which I was really thankful for because words were hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's so sweet. She's, a, she she's is. a great person. She gave
1: me a big hug, uh. and she's like, "That's so cool!" <laughs> and we got a picture. It was a pretty crazy full circle moment. Yeah.
0: Uh, when did you start writing songs?
1: So my grandparents bought me my first guitar when I turned thirteen, and I started writing right after that. Mm-hmm. And i love that process so much mm-hmm. i love the craft of being able to tell a story with music and i think that's really what drew me to nashville so much is is the songwriting community here mm-hmm. and i i kept making trips to write here as much as i really could
0: outside of having like a really incredible voice that is different and unique and strong um that i think is going to stand out from the crowd uh, i also feel like the lyrics like you're saying are really what make you super special this the songs you sing make you feel something. and that Isn't you. that what country music is all about anyway?
1: Oh, yeah, I love that. Thank uh, you.
0: Jersey on the Wall. I mean, seriously, that, that song is powerful, all about sort of a faith mm. crisis, if you will, or experience. Mm-hmm. And Somebody's Daughter, I mean, uh, it speaks for itself, and the video as well, playing on CMT, mm. is so good. So tell me the roots of that song. When did you write that?
1: Yeah, so thanks for asking. My, <laughs> mom, uh, my mom came to visit me here, and... We were going furniture shopping, setting up my little apartment, and we took this exit off the interstate, and we saw this young girl standing there with a cardboard sign. And I think it's something you see quite often in whatever community you're in, but for some reason that day, it just hit us differently. And we just kind of sat there at this red light and wondered what happened to her, and wondered what her story was and who she belonged to. And it made me think, how do I get to be here with my mom having this kind of a conversation and... You know, what kind of left turns did her story take? and right. just thinking about the fact that everybody's got a story. but um, that moment stuck with me, and that young girl's face stuck with me, yeah. and I got to walk into a writing room with a couple of heroes of mine <laughs> about a week later and I told them about the story and you know, Luke Laird had this loop started in like exactly the same key and pretty much the same tempo. and Barry Dean walked up the stairs with this newspaper article that. Talked about why streets are named the way they are and yeah. homelessness and low-income right. areas. I was like, "This is crazy! Like, we're supposed to write the song today." So, wow, that's where that came from.
0: I think it's unfortunate that when we see people on street corners, we often make assumptions about wh- where they came from and how mm-hmm. they got there. And it's, and that's why I think the song is so powerful because it speaks to the truth of where that person might have come. Is not necessarily what you assume, right?
1: Right. Thank you. It's it's true. I mean, you just never know what might have happened.
0: Yeah. Um, what can we do to help with that problem? I always like want to do something about it like
1: and I think that's the biggest thing is Noticing that, that feeling yeah. I think that's it because really I think just as human beings We want to be seen and heard and it's like sometimes I think saying hi is bigger than we think it is Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, so what do you find inspiration? Obviously there was great inspiration for that song through a real-life experience Do you find that the songs you write come from just real life observations?
1: Yes. I think for me, so much of any idea comes from just observing and taking in. And I love getting to ask people questions and like just learn about how different people think and experience different things in life. But a lot of the writing to me feels very much like just being a vessel, Mm -hmm. like you just kind of catching what's coming through. Sometimes it's personal experience. Sometimes it's someone else's story. But it's like as it comes through, it's got your own personal truth in it. To right. some capacity and it just kind of comes out it's the weirdest thing and it always fascinates me like i love that process and i'm always inspired by the way that something new comes into the world that wasn't there before yeah. you're just sitting around talking
0: it's like a spiritual thing almost i mean it, it sounds is. like yeah, it really is uh, white horse i want to ask about that yeah where where did that song come from
1: so i wrote that song with a couple of friends jeremy spillman and daniel Tashin, and we were just talking about how love can be different than you expect it to be sometimes then maybe society puts the pressure on it to be i think you know daniel has three little daughters they're all so stinking cute and (laughs) we're just thinking about the world that they're gonna grow up in and the experiences of that and to kind of make a statement being like hey like have an open heart about love you know
0: you're gonna tour with dirk spilling well you have been touring with dirk spilling and the burning man tour rolls on he's a good dude right
1: he's such a cool human he's so kind and genuine and I just am loving getting to know him and to get to watch and learn from him he's created such an amazing culture on the road of his whole crew and band that they're always just looking out for us and I love getting to watch his show and the way that he's just like entertains people and pulls them in it's It's really amazing to be a part of this tour. I feel so honored.
0: Uh, Watch for Tennille also singing Different for Girls during Dirk's (laughs) set. You pop out into
1: that, Uh, right? It's the best. That's like one of my favorite parts of the whole night. And every time he, you know, introduces me to Bring Me Out, he basically makes me want to cry. Like, he's so nice. He says the kindest things, and it's always different. Every night he says something else, and I'm just like... Oh, and then i got to sing so i'm like don't cry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i love singing that song it's it's such a great message and and it's really cool to get to stand next to dirk bentley and sing that song it's yeah. amazing
0: have you done the ice bath with him yet because he's a big fan of the no. pre-concert ice bath
1: i know and he he did it and we're in freezing cold canada right? and i was like and you're still taking an ice bath I know
0: I've done it with him a couple of times for our TV show Hot 20 and And
1: you survived and it was all but it was
0: warm weather and so (sighs) I can't imagine like doing it in below freezing temperatures
1: I did to ask him about it and he was like <laughs> I was like is this for real like it's right. is this is for real and he's like yes he's hardcore he is so hardcore he's like when it gets warmer you will have your turn and i was like oh dear i'm not so sure about that <laughs> we'll see
0: he gave me some good pointers though uh, the first one was uh breathe
1: Breathe. Breathe. Okay, good to out. know. What other pointers you got? Because <laughs> uh, this, this might happen in my future.
0: Your body thinks it's dying at first. That's why you <sighs> oh, want to just jump thing. out of it. But he said just slowly lower yourself in and and just don't your get out. Your body
1: thinks it's dying. I
0: think your body, well, you instantly, it's like boiling water when you stick your finger in or whatever. You're going to feel like, oh, I got to get rid of that. So your body right. thinks like, let me get out of here.
1: Oh, that's terrible. So you got
0: to just slowly enter in.
1: Take a breath. <sighs> And the just Breathing do it. is
0: important and just ease into it. Um, did
1: you, how did you feel after? <laughs> did you feel like? I
0: will say it was refreshing afterwards. and I, I Of course, I was like super cold. All I wanted to do was take a shower. How long did you stay in there? I stayed in 13 minutes. 13 minutes? My first minutes?
1: time. Wow. He
0: does about 20, I think. So. <laughs> Lucky numbers. My lucky number is thirteen. So I, was Aww, trying to, I'll go for cool. thirteen. Me I and like Taylor that. Swift.
1: You uh, and T Swift. I uh, I
0: had, it. it was my lucky number long before hers. <laughs> Aww,
1: that's awesome. No,
0: so enjoy that fun. Hopefully, uh, you'll you'll <laughs> do that on a on a warm uh, day. <laughs> yeah. But you have to check out Tennille Towns. The new EP is coming soon. We or is an album soon? What do we What do we have? Album soon. Okay, do I can't we, wait. No date yet. No but,
1: date yet, but. I'm just dying to get these songs out there. I'm so excited for people to hear it.
0: And Somebody's Daughter's out right now. Check it out. We love you. Thanks Thank for coming Thank you. By. Thanks
1: for having love me. It. So good to be here. This
0: has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen
1: anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio
0: stations across America and, and seen, seen on, on CMT Hot 20, Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com.